Hallelujah, hallelujah, and hallelujah. Amen. Just tell the person next to you, God is awesome. Come on, one more. But like, you mean it. God is good. God is awesome. Amen. Amen. What a joy to be here and this last two, three days with your pastors. I love them dearly. Uh, you know, when they came here, I was in somehow brokenhearted because they left Washington and our city was being blessed and not just blessed, but empowered and the environment, heavens, the air that we were breathing was changing, and then they came to Beckley. <laughs> Father, we bless, let's bless, uh, Father, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, dear Jesus. And come on, right now, may you lift up your hands to Jesus. Let's bless our community. Let's bless Beckley. Father, we bless Beckley. We bless the heavens. We bless the air that covers this region. We bless this soil. We bless this land, the mountains and the rivers. And we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. May your presence, Father, be established upon every person in this community. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a joy to be here. The energy of the youth, oh, contagious, fantastic, powerful. I love it. I love it. Pastor, we should take them to Tri-Cities. We need something like that over there. You know, it's uh, fantastic. And, of course, the, the power of the house, it's amazing. What a blessing. Amen. My brothers, I'm planning not to take much time. You know, God is good. And later on, who knows, maybe next time I will bring one of my boys. You know, so he will get to know where is Jared, the praise and worship pastor. Where is he at? You know, he's big as him as well. You know, my, he's wow, like a bodybuilder, you know. What is your, yeah. So I have to bring my son so these two will connect. Uh, he, how tall are you? Six, six one? Six two? Okay, six, six four. <laughs> I used to fight him. I used to box him. No anymore. I ended up having a broken rib, literally. So, you know, you have to get to know my son. and he's, I love this guy. Fantastic. But, but my brothers, hallelujah, hallelujah. Dear ladies, dear brothers, you know, I just want to go to the world. Amen? Let's go to the world. Let's magnify the Lord. And if you come with me, please, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, you will get used to my accent. Even though I'm here in the south, you have an accent not like me, but you do have one. <laughs> so a couple times I was really putting attention. And from Ecuador, there is nothing that I can do with this accent. So, but come with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. And then I will take you to the Old Testament, to Second Kings, chapter 4. Okay. But first, Hebrews 6. Allow me to read a few verses. And Holy Ghost, take us to the presence of Jesus and bring Jesus to this house and to every heart, I pray. Hebrews 6, I think you will have the verses on the screen. And let's read from verse 13 and on. If you are there, say amen. 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 Thank you. 
For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Say with me, he patiently endured. He obtained the promise. For many indeed swear by the grave there, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Verse 17. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, to you, God wants to show you, the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirm it by an oath. God alone, you know, he is more than enough when he speaks. We have that confidence. We have that hope. But God said, not just my presence, but my oath. That by two immutable things, which is the first one, God, and which is the second one, his promises, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Verse 19. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Say with me, anchor. This hope, which hope? Jesus. We have Jesus as an anchor of our souls. You must know that the world is changing. They're changing, you know, and rapid changes all over. The situation in the Middle East, anytime we can have a war. The situation in Mexico, in Central South America. When I was talking with Pastor Ray, our nations in South America are becoming communist. You know, so many things are changing. I like changes, but some people, they don't like changes. You know, I believe in somehow I became used to changes. But what must we do in front of all those changes. I believe that all of us, we have gone through changes. You know, we change homes. We change houses. We change cars. Relationships change. You know, who knows? So many things change. But there are two things that never change. God and his promises. So we must know that. When everything is changing, God will never change. And his promises will never change. So we must know how to anchor our lives because we will keep on facing changes and more changes and more changes. And if you don't know how to anchor yourself in God and his promises, when you will face those changes, your life will be in chaos. Are you with me? Now, in Tri-Cities we have, you know, three rivers, beautiful rivers. I like this community. You know, I saw your lakes and the river, and we took a little tour. Fantastic. I love the air that you breathe here. I'm not referring just to the, the air. 
I'm referring to the spiritual climate. I love the air. But, you know, since we have big rivers over there in Tri-Cities, a long time ago, I bought my boat. You know, my first boat, I was so excited, so happy. I have a boat. I wanted to go fishing. You know, the steelhead and salmon and trout and bass. You like those things as well. I heard and hunting. Oh, hallelujah. So I got a boat, and I was so excited. And I was thinking, okay, I, what do I need? You need this. And what do I need? You need this. And I, I, I tried to get all the things for the boat. I didn't take the lessons. I didn't take anything whatsoever. I just wanted to take the boat to the river. One of those days, I forgot to put that little nut. I almost sunk the boat in the river. So I went through everything, every possible mistake. So. But, you know, one of the things that I didn't know how to do is to anchor the boat. So the first time I took my anchor and I was so excited and I just make a simple nut on the side of the boat. The mistake. The fishers must know this on the side, not the front, but the side. Just like that, not even a nut. And I was fishing so excited and then after a while the boat is moving and the boat is moving and the current is taking me down river. And I'm thinking, what happened with my anchor? My anchor, my anchor, my anchor was gone. Oh, my gosh, I was thinking $175 for nothing. <laughs> no, I was thinking, okay. So I didn't want to spend that much money the second time, so I went and I bought a second anchor. This one was a little tiny one, round one, little thing. I think, ah, oh, it's just an anchor, right? Who cares, an anchor? I just want to go fishing. I just want to go tubing. That one, it was like a $15, $20. So I went with my friends. We went tubing. You know, I, I wonder if we go tubing here. Big rivers, big lakes. So I'm tubing, and, you know, it was a jet boat. So you will see two jets, you know, and they can suck. You know, they water so much power. And I threw that anchor while I'm inflating the inner tubes. And then when I threw that anchor, the boat is moving and moving and moving. That anchor was not holding the weight of the boat I crashed against the rocks. Thinking this anchor didn't work. So next time I'm thinking I'm going to buy a big one. So I got me a big one, really big one. So heavy little throw that in. I'm going to anchor this boat. And I threw that anchor to the water. I'm ready, right? My boy was five. So Zach, you are going to keep on passing the worms to me? I'm going to start fishing. I saw the fishing jumping on the water. I'm thinking, this is the time. You know, so just keep on passing the, the, the worms. I went to the back of the boat, you know, and I start fishing. And my son, who was five, Dad, the anchor is moving. Thinking, baby, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. There is the current. Dad, the anchor keeps on moving. He was five. Thinking, baby, pass me the worms. It's okay. That, the anchor is gone. Thinking, gone, gone. What do you mean gone? I told you. That. I said, you, did, you told me the anchor, not the rope. Whatever, the rope, the anchor. That was $300. I'm thinking, I need to take some lessons. I need some lessons. I'm thinking, okay. So I discovered three things. How to anchor a boat. Okay, and I'm planning to take you right now to Second Kings chapter four, and how we can apply those three principles to anchor our lives in God and His promises. Amen. 
So go with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. You don't have to read all those verses. I'm not planning to read all the chapter. But you know, this is fantastic. And I love it. Because there are three principles that I want to talk with you this morning. In 2 Kings chapter 4, we find the story of this woman. The Shunammites woman. The Bible says from verse 8 and on, I won't read the verses, that she was an important woman. She was a blessed woman. She, had a woman. she was a woman that, you know, life was going well with her. But from time to time, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says that from time to time, Elisha, the prophet, used to pass by Shunem. So every time that the prophet passed by her house, that woman was thinking, hmm, there is something interesting on this man. Like a, and the woman persuaded Elisha, come and eat with us. Come and eat. So the Bible says the prophet went and ate. And, you know, that happened once and two times and three times. And after the third time, the woman said, uh, now I know, or now I understand that this man is a man of God. So the woman went to her husband and said, you know, let's build an upper room. Let's set a bed and a table and a chair. So the next time that this man of God is passing by, he won't just pass by, but he will have a place where to stay. What did she do? She began to anchor her life. I don't want God just passing by. I want the presence of God. I don't want the promises of God entering through here and going out through this other ear. I want to become a doer of the word of God. So I must anchor my life. So many times I have seen people, they treat God and his promises as if God is like a Las Vegas, like a gambling machine. You need a miracle, so I better go to church. I need finances, so I better give an offering. I'm in trouble, so I better go to the pastor so the pastor can pray for me. And they just come in times of need instead of anchoring their lives in God and his promises. Lesson number one, you cannot Oh, you, lesson one, excuse me. You must find the place where to anchor the boat. You must find the place where to anchor your life. When I met Pastor Ray over there in Washington, I anchored myself, my family, under his ministry. In life, I know something. Rumors will come and go. People will come and go. Problems will arise. But you know something? If you are anchor, you, may say, you can say, but me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Situations may rise, but you are anchor in the promise of God. I've been planted in the house of God. I shall not be moved because I shall flourish in this house. So sometimes I see people, the Lord brought me to this house, pastor, and they have that excitement. But then something happened. Maybe the usher didn't say hello to them, and they move on. You must be planted in his promises. You are unplanted in those promises. You know, when I see the youth, when I see, you know, you, young people, you must know something. You must 
anchor your lives when a young man comes and sees your long legs, for, excuse me for being honest. Oh, you are beautiful, you are gorgeous, let's go out. And the ring first. I'm not going out with you. You are anchoring your life. You have some values that will protect you later on. So you won't have to deal with issues that will break your heart later on. So you have to find the place. What did the woman do? He found the place. Let's build an upper room for the man. So she began to find the place. So number one, what must you do? Find the place. And once you find the place, build on that place. Built on his promises. Built on his presence. Number one. Let's keep on reading. So the prophet now used to pass by Shunem. The prophet had a place where to go and stay and spend the night. And one of those days, the Bible says that the prophet rose up and the prophet said, Okay, this Shunammite woman has been so kind with us. What can I do for her? And God is like that. What can I do? You know, when you are anchoring God, God is thinking, you know, I want to bless you. And blessings are coming all over from God and through God and by God. And, you know, those blessings, they want to come and lay, you know, on you and come over you and overpower you. So the prophet is looking, what can I do for this woman? Like, what do you need? Do you need, uh, 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 will you like me to go and talk uh, before the king? Will you like me to give a word for the army? What do you need? And the woman said, you know, I'm satisfied. I'm blessed. Life has been uh, good to me, in other words. So the prophet is thinking, but, but, but what can I do? And then Jehazi, Elisha's servant, said, you know, I have an idea. The woman is satisfied with everything. Life has been good to her, but she doesn't have a son. So the prophet said, aha! This is what we're going to do. Go and tell the Shunammite woman that the next year, by this season, she will have a son. So the Shunammite woman received the promised. When, can, when do you receive the promises of God? When you are anchoring God, now the promises of God can work in your life. I have seen people that they want the promises of God, but they are not anchoring their lives in God first. In other words, like a, the people from the old days used to say, if you work in the world, the world will work in you. Just tell that to the person next to you. If you work in the Bible, the Bible will work in you. If you work in the promises, the promises will work in you. So, but number one, you are anchoring God. You have the place. You have the house. You have the values. So now you can receive the promises. Many people, they want to receive the promises, but they have not anchored themselves in God first. So now the woman is ready to receive the promises of God. You will have a son. Okay? So you find the place. And once you find the place, okay, this is the place. I'm going to grow here. I'm going to establish myself here. You know, there are some things, there are some values. Like, uh, I know something. Like Pastor Ray was talking to us this morning. You know, uh, so many times, you know, I have gone through moments. I believe that everybody in somehow has gone through moments. I'm thinking, okay, if I tithe, I won't be able to eat a steak. 
I will eat just eggs and rice. Okay, so a steak, or eggs and, you know, I'd rather eat eggs, but because I bring my tithes unto God, I always am able to eat a steak. Did you get it? Yeah, there are some principles. I won't commit those values. My life has been anchored. My boys, they know better. This is the day that the Lord has made. Ah, hallelujah. Every day belongs to Jesus. I'm going to name the day. This is a day. We started speaking to the days. You know, and when changes comes, I know God doesn't change. Tell the person next to you, God doesn't change. God cannot lie. So the woman was able to receive the promise, right? And the prophet is gone. Life keeps on going. The Bible says that the child grew. And when the child grew, there was a time in which the father was with the reapers. And when the father was with the reapers, the child was there playing with the father. And the child said, Dad, Dad, I have a headache. My head, my head. So the father said, okay, go to your mommy. Go to your mama. And the child went to the mama. And the Bible says that the child was on her knees. And the child died. What did she do? As a mother, what did she do? Screaming? Yelling? Panicking? What did she do? She took the child. Where? To the prophet's bed. He picked up the child. I anchor my life in the promises of God. I'm going through changes. I'm going back to the place where I anchor my life. And laid the boy on the prophet's bed. Then he came out. Is she yelling and screaming? I believe that she was broken hearted and so on and so on. Live, live, this is live. The Bible says if you read the Bible, it came to pass, it came to pass, it came to pass. Just open your Bible. It came to what? Not to stay, but to pass. It came to pass. So the child is on the bed. And the woman came out and approached her husband. Send me to the prophet. Why, woman? It's not a new moon. Just send. And give me one of the servants and give me a donkey. The servant came and said, let's go to the prophets. Let's go to the prophet. Let's go to God. Let's go to his presence. Let's go. And don't delay me. Don't stop me on the way. I have to go to the place. God, his promises. God, his promises. I have to go there. So many times I have seen people that they go through changes. And this is one of the mistakes that they do. They go and they share their problems with people that their lives are in chaos. So what happened with the problem? Now the problem grew. The problem multiplied. The woman didn't share the problems with all the servants. The woman even didn't share the problems with her husband. Because her husband was old, the Bible says. I need to go back to the place of life. I need to go back to the place in which I received the promise. So the woman went to the place, to the prophet. The prophet saw her from afar, the Bible says. And when the prophet saw her from afar, he said, Jesse, go to the Shunammite woman and go and ask her, is well with you? Is well with your husband? Is it well with your son? And the woman said, it is well. Not even to the prophet's servant, she shared her problems. I have seen people when there is a fire, instead of adding gasoline to the fire, they add more gasoline. Instead of adding water, excuse me, to the fire, they add more what? 
gasoline so the fire is bigger. So moving to the prophet. But then she came to the prophet and the Bible says that she threw herself at his feet. I said, Lord, she, did I ask you for a song? What are you going to do when God gives you a promise and it seems like God takes the promise from you? God sometimes comes and God is testing us. So lesson number two in regard anchoring. You know, you never, ever, ever anchor your life or your boat when it's windy or wavy. There were times in which I was trying to anchor that boat, but it was windy, it was wavy. You know what happened? I couldn't anchor that boat. The current, the waves, the wind took me from the place. And I have seen people, they want to anchor their lives when everything is in chaos and everything is in turmoil. Then they want to anchor themselves in God and His promises. No, my brother, you anchor yourself from the very beginning. Don't wait for the chaos. Don't wait for the trial. Don't wait for the testings. You won't be able to anchor yourself. You know? We're talking about missions. And when you talk about missions, as Pastor Ray was talking this morning, Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says, bring your tithe. The Bible does not say, give your tithe. But what? Bring your tithe. And sometimes I know it's just because of expression. Let's give the tithe. No, you don't give the tithe. You bring the tithe because the tithe belongs to God. And the Bible says, bring the tithe and give the offering. Give an offering, the Bible says. And the Hebrew word for offering is what? Seed. Ah, what is it? Seed. Do you remember the parable? The Bible says that the sower went out to plant the seed and the birds, which are the birds? The demons came and ate what? The seed. So I have seen people that say, Pastor, Pastor, I've been tithing and I've been tithing and I've been tithing and the Bible says that he will rebuke the devourer. But I don't see an increase in my life. Because the tithe, it's not for an increase. Mm -mm. The tithe is not for multiplication. Pastor Ray gave us a good explanation. Pastor, may I have one minute to say something that I shared with the Hispanic people over there? You know, 10 young men right now. Fast. Ten, 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 ten. Give me 10. Come on, Pastor, give me 10 young men here on the front. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. One and two and three. Fast, 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 fast. Give me 10. This is anchoring. Face the people, please. Turn around and face the people. How many do I have? Seven, eight. Okay. Do I have ten? You know, so the tithe, you know, is for what? Redemption. Listen, my brothers. Anchoring. You must, you must anchor your life now, not later on. So God has a plan for every dollar that you have. God has a plan for your house and your life. Just quickly, let's say, you know, you are 
house, you are called, you know, your car, transportation, you are, fi uh, let's job, finances, you are, you know, uh, uh, let's call um, school, education, and so on. Each one of them has a name, your family. This, they, they represent your, your family, your belongings. So God has a plan, and the devil has a plan. Okay? So the devil says, let's go, instead of you being blessed with stamina health, the devil says, sickness. I will bring sickness. So you are taking your kids all the time to the doctor, you know, something is going, going, going on with my health. I, I have sickness. I feel weak. I feel, oh, I have nightmares. I cannot sleep. And then, you know, all the time my car is getting broken. I have to replace this and I have to replace that. I don't know what is going on with my car. And, you know, I have so many issues. My sons are in drug addiction and this and that and fights. And then so on and so on. You know, I don't know what is going on with me. I cannot stay in a job. I cannot get a job. And then the next person says, you know, I don't know. I want to serve the Lord, but I can't serve the Lord. I feel so discouraged. Why? Because now... For every dollar, Satan has a plan, and for every dollar, God has a plan, right? So, if you don't give the tithe, if you don't bring the tithe, who has power? Satan. But when you bring the tithe, the Bible says, oh, Satan, you cannot touch. And now your sons are blessed, your house is blessed, you are healthy, your kids are serving the Lord. Something good is happening with your finances. You see increase, you see the multiplication, you enjoy favor. The grace of God is upon you. Connections are, oh my gosh. Thank you, young man. You may go to your seat. Thank you, young man. Give them a clap. So listen, let me finish this. So that is the tithe, right? And what is the offering for? The offering, it's what produced fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Not a tithe. So the Hispanic people said, Pastor, I've been tithing. And I don't see the 30, 60, and 100. Said, that, is my, that is your problem, brother. You've been just tithing. And the tithing belongs to God. But the offering is for your increase. So they began to say, okay, I'm going to give, I'm going to bring the tithe, and this is the offering. Then they began to experience the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold. That is an anchor, my brother. That is an anchor. Right now we're talking about missions. How many have anchored in this? Somebody said, if you want to have a harvest in two, three months, plant tomatoes, cucumbers, bell peppers. If you want to have a harvest in five years, plant apples, pears, cherries. If you want to have a harvest in 10, 20, 30 years, plant some pine trees. But if you want to have an eternal harvest... Planting souls. Planting souls. That is an anchor. So many times we treat God just as a, I give so I can receive. But you know, what about planting in souls? What about finding somebody in heaven with a big smile? 
Maybe you can say, I cannot go to India, I cannot go to Nepal, I cannot go to Ecuador. I just flew back from Ecuador two weeks ago. But you know something? When you have that anchor and planting in souls, you are coming. You are with them and you will see in heaven those faces. And those faces will tell you, I am here because you sent the preacher. So I heard the gospel. I think that this is the moment in which God is giving us the opportunity to plant in an eternal harvest. Can we plant right now in an eternal harvest? Ashes, can you help us? Ashes, please come. How many? How many right now say, you know, I want to have an eternal harvest. I'm going to plant in missions. I don't know. Can you help me? Let's worship God. And then we will keep on... This is not the end of the message. But this is the moment in which God is giving us an opportunity. Ashers, please come. Ashers, come. Souls. Souls. Please close your eyes. And please ask the Holy Ghost, how much do you want me to give? Close your eyes and ask him, how much? Souls. 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 Ashes, please come here to the front, ashes. Come here to the front, everybody, let's pray souls. Come here to the front, face the people, face the people, ashes, please. Souls. Souls. Father, we're partakers of your presence and your promises. But also, Father, in the going and the preaching of the gospel for the lost souls. Father, this morning we're anchoring ourselves. I'm going. I am going. I will go. Everybody right now, just look at him. Look at Jesus. So beautiful, so wonderful. Can you hear his heart? Souls. Beckley. West Virginia. West Virginia. Souls. Everybody, let's call on the souls. Let's call them. Souls. I'm anchoring right now my life in the, premise, in the promises of God. I will go. Now, do you have the offering in your hand? This is not a tithe. This is the offering, my brother. 
Do you have that offering in your hand? Psalms 126, the Bible says that you must call that offering as a precious, precious seed. This is the precious seed. Do you have it? Yes? So ashes, please. Ashes, go please. We're planting right now for souls for the lost. You're anchoring yourself in that promise. That if you ignore the cry of the poor, also the Lord will close his ears to your cry. But when you give for the gospel, when you give for the gospel, you are sowing in an eternal harvest. So do you hear, my brother, the cry of the lost? So number one, my life has been anchored in God. Therefore, I can receive his promises. Say that to the person next to you. My life is anchored in God, so I can receive the promises. Amen. Now the promises, they are working in you. Number one, you find the place. Anchor. Now the promises are working. An anchor. Life is going well with me. But things are changing. What happens if you don't have that anchor? You will end up bankrupt. Number three. Keep on playing. I'm almost done. Thank you. Number three. Let me build and let's finish the story. The woman is at the feet of the prophet. I shall not leave you. You better come with me. Because the prophet Elisha said, Jehazi, take my staff and run and go to the child and place my staff on the boy's face. And Jehazi took the staff and went on. But the woman said, no. But you come with me have that confidence the Bible says Hebrews 6 you have that hope now changes come God you say it you cannot lie God your body is going through changes your sons your children are going through something your business but God you give it to me and when God blesses you, He is mighty to keep the blessing on you. 
a brother came to me and this brother said, Pastor, the Lord is blessing me with an opportunity. Which one? He's from Mexico. I'm going to buy a house. But I am afraid of buying the house. Why? I'm paying, you know, my rent. It's almost 1400 just paying for rent. And I can buy a house and the payment of the house, it will be just 1200 So I will be saving money. And I can buy the house, but I am afraid. Why? Because what if I'm not able to make the payments? My brother, you have been faithful. You are anchoring God and his promises, his house. When God blesses you, he's able to keep the blessing upon you. Go and buy the house, my brother. God will make a way. Right? Things start changing. So the woman said, no, you come. You, Elisha, you come. And the Bible says briefly that the prophet went. And when the prophet went, the prophet lay himself on the child. And you must read this story in your house. No time right now. And the child came alive. The promises of God will work in your life. The child came alive and the prophet said, Woman, here is your child. Life kept on going. And if you keep on reading, this is chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. The prophet came to the Shunammite woman. So now, once again, the, promise of, the promises of God come to your life. I like what you have on your... Show me your arm. The promises of God came a second time. Read it, read it, read it. The word of the Lord came a second time. The the came a second time. That happened to the Shunammite. The prophet went to the woman. And the word of the Lord, the promise, came a second time. And the prophet said, Hey, Shunammite, take your son and leave because famine is coming to the land. So when you have your life anchoring God, the promises of God, they keep on working. The Shunammite left her house and the Bible says that she went to the land of the Philistines. And she was in that land for seven years because of the famine. And after those seven years, the woman heard, the famine is over. This is Second Kings chapter 8. So when the famine is over, what did she do? She took her child and said, it is time to go back. Where? To the place in which I threw the anchor. Uh-huh. Pastor, I'm here with you. I threw my anchor in you, Pastor. It's time to go back. She lost everything. Seven years of famine. So she's going back. My child. My promise. I'm going back. While she's going back, she lost everything. Here we have the king. And the king called Jehazi. Say, hey, Jehazi, Jehazi, you know, famine is over. So Jehazi, please, tell me some of those amazing stories. Tell me some of those miracles that God performed through Elisha. Tell me. You know, so God works in mysterious ways. 
Then you know when everything changes. Divorce, but everything works for well. I lost this, but everything works for well. If I love God, you know, I went through this turmoil, but everything will work for well. I have an anchor in God and His promises. So the woman is coming back, the Bible says. I lost everything, but my child, the promise. And at the same time, here I have the king. So Jehazi, so tell me some of those miracles. And from all the miracles, Jehazi chose to share this one. You know, there was upon a time a woman, an important woman from Shunem. She was blessed. She had everything. But she didn't have a child. And you know, and the word of the Lord came to the woman and the woman was able to conceive and, uh, and a child. She had a son. But changes came and the child died. She has this share in this. Read the Second Kings chapter 8. And the child died. But the prophet came and laid down on the child. And the child came back alive, resurrection. And while the prophet is sharing that with the king, the, the woman is passing by. And Jehazi, my king, my king, my king, my king, my king, my king, my king. I cannot keep on talking. That, that, that is the woman. And that, 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 that is the child. And the king said, really? That is the woman. And that is the child. Woman, come here. Are you the Shunammite woman? Yes, I am. Are you the son who was dead and became a... Yes, I am. Oh, the king said, you know something? I believe not just because of Jehazi, because I can see the anchor. Woman, not just your house will be restored, but all these seven years that you didn't have a harvest, not just your house and your belongings, but the harvest for seven years that you didn't have has been also restored to you. Hallelujah. I don't know why the child died. I don't know why he died. But God works, we say, in mysterious ways. Maybe it was a way to bless the Shunammite with all the work that she didn't do for seven years. Are you ready, my brother, to receive the promises? So point number three. Once you anchor your life, waves may come, wind may rise. It doesn't matter. Tell to the person next to you, it doesn't matter what is going on the surface. It doesn't. What matters is what is going on beneath, in your soul, in your heart. So when those changes come, don't pull the anchor of the water. Speak, let's see. Rather, when you see your life moving, in that moment, give it more cord, rope. So when you give it more rope, what happens with the anchor? It sinks, it goes deeper. God is telling us this morning, come deeper with me. I want to restore you. I want to bless you. I want to give you the promise the second time. Lift up your hands to Jesus. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to Jesus. Look at him. 
This morning while I was praying, in my spirit I was able to see in five more minutes. I know time is over, but listen. In my spirit I saw people. You feel like you are in a tunnel. You feel like you are in a cave. You feel like you are in uh, in trap and tangle. But I saw people coming out of those circumstances and God setting you up in such a way that you can receive the promise of God a second time. The promise of God a second time. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Now the promises of God working in your body. Now no sickness, but be made whole. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Every sickness, weakness, leave your body right now. Be made whole. The promises of God are coming a second time because you are anchoring this house in God and His promises and He cannot lie. Be made whole. Rise up right now. Everybody lift up your hands and receive from God. Receive from God. Receive from God. No weakness. While I was praying this morning, then... I smell because I am in pastor's house. This smell of cinnamon fill my room. And cinnamon speaks of, you know, praise, of course, but healing. And I know healing, healing, healing is invading this house. Healing, the smell of cinnamon in my room. Christ, the Holy Ghost, filling your body, filling your lungs, filling your house. Filling your business in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Receive from God right now. Receive from God right now the second promise, the second promise, which is greater than the first one. I'm restoring you. I'm restoring your life. I'm restoring your finances. I'm restoring favor. I'm restoring grace. Receive the promise of God the second time in Jesus' name. Your children. Walking with God, me and my house, say it, me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Give him a clap. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.